Welcome to Space Court. October 13th, 2019. Full Moon in Aries. I posted about it already. So tell us what you know. I mean, this is, this is an episode actually that we're doing literally the day before, which we haven't done before, so. I know, sorry, my week, I don't know what happened this week. It got, just got kind of crazy. Wait, well, so I, it's tomorrow? It's not tomorrow. Today? Tomorrow night. Oh. Space cord, space cord. I mean, I wouldn't mind reading some Valerie Mesa. Okay. I'm meeting Valerie in real life next week. <gasps> you said that last time you were in Florida. I won't believe it until it happens. No, it's really going to happen this time. That's exciting. Um, That's super Yeah, exciting. I know. It's crazy. Okay. So she writes, full moons are revealing and climactic. With the sun in Libra and the moon in Aries, we're being asked to create a balance between our personal autonomy versus our one-to-one relationships. There's more. The sun and moon will form a challenging T-square with powerful Pluto at 20 degrees just days after it's stationed direct, mm-hmm. making this transformative aspect that much more potent. FYI, Pluto is the lord of the underworld. It governs the hidden unconscious and destroys everything it touches. Pluto is a symbol of our hidden power. Therefore, this energy can be just as empowering as it is cathartic. This Mars-ruled lunation will illuminate your inner warrior and the sun will bring a fearless leader to your life, both in your personal life and in your relationship. With shady Pluto in the mix, however, this lunation could also bring revealing truths to the light especially those buried deep within your subconscious. Have you ever thought about the way you come across to others? Whether you realize it or not, the emotions people trigger within you are a reflection of your inner world. Very true. Everyone is a mirror, which is why it's so important to be mindful of the energy you're projecting. But if you tap into your inner warrior and fearlessly embrace the taboo that exists within you, this full moon could really set you free. The sun and moon will also form a sweet trine to Jupiter, bringing abundance and blessings. Uh, Mars will also oppose Chiron, the wounded healer. This will awaken the divine warrior within you in order to help you express anger without inflicting pain on someone through your own projection. Gorgeous Venus will also oppose electric Uranus, and this could either spark a creativity that's out of this world or a revolution of sorts within your relationships. Choose your battles wisely. A beautiful sextile between Mercury, the messenger, and dreamy Neptune will not only heighten your intuition, it will also make it easier to express the universal compassion that already exists within you. There's a lot of different things going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, as always, right? The sky. Yeah. Intense and challenging emotions from the square aspect to Pluto. Mm. We would like to introduce you to Rachel. Cancer Sun. Cancer Moon, Gemini Rising. Per the usual, with the new moon, I had no Libra in my chart because I had intercepted houses, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. And that's also the case with Aries. I have no Aries in my chart because I have intercepted houses. Is this because Libra and Aries are the opposites? Is that correct? Okay. So... To find out where the full moon falls in my chart, not having Aries in my chart, do I look to Pisces because Pisces is before Aries? You know what I mean? Like typically when you're trying to find where the moon illuminates in your chart, you find, for example, we're in an Aries full moon. So you'd find where Aries is in your chart and then you would go back one house and that's what is being illuminated, correct? You would look to the house cusp that Aries is touching. If you right. have intercepted houses, 
So I'm wondering what is being illuminated for me in this moon if I don't have Aries? I would still just say the 11th house because even though your 11th house spans Pisces into Taurus, mm-hmm. like Aries is housed in your 11th house. Because if you want to look at where the moon falls on your chart mm-hmm. today on the full mm-hmm. moon, which is in Aries, it would fall in your 11th house. So I, I would just look at it. I, w- I would just look to your 11th house in this case. But how, how did you read that? Or how did you know that Aries is falling in my 11th house? Because your 11th house cusp falls ah, in the cusp. Pisces. Okay. And your 12th house cusp is in Taurus. Okay. So in between is the 11th house. And so the sign of Aries is housed in your 11th house. Okay. You haven't done much 11th house chit chat. What is the 11th house? Community. What else? It's like your like network. Nonprofits fall under 11th house because it's, it's like humanity. Hmm. Humanitarian stuff. Okay. Yeah. And like revolutionary because um, it's ruled by Uranus and it's, it like wants to look at what's good for all of humanity, like on a bigger scope. And uh, it's also the house of, like, your ultimate dreams and desires. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it also indicates kind of it's a wealth house as well. Mm. Um, it's like a secret. Well, not a secret, but, yeah, it's one of the wealth houses. It's a funky house, man. There's a lot going on in the 11th house. Yeah, it sounds like it. Community, wishes, wealth. Because it's like an unselfish Social. house. It's like it wants, because it's the house of Aquarius, and Aquarius wants to, like, discover things that will help improve humanity. It uses its intellect to better society. That's why they say, like, nonprofits fall in the 11th house. Hmm. Societal improvements. Um, Yeah. All right, so with a full moon in Aries illuminating my 11th house, what could you foresee as possibilities of something that I encounter? You could be having to do something humanitarian for the world, you know? Story of my life. So I've been doing a lot of hitchhiking and that was in Ecuador and Peru. And then I got back to the States last week and I needed to get to Tahoe. And I was like, I'm going to hitchhike. I can hitchhike in all these other countries. Why can't I hitchhike in my own country? You know, and it sucks because I've done it before and it's really hard. To hitchhike in the state sucks. But mm-hmm. I do, I hold to this ideology that it is for the greater good of humanity. You know, like I get in these cars with these strangers and I'm like, we're doing it. We're trusting each other. Like we're making the world a better place. You don't know me. I don't know you. And you're sharing the ride. Like you're, you're going the same direction I'm going. And this is a good thing that we're sharing, you know, and 90% of the time, the person that picks me up is on the same boat and they're like, yeah, you know, this is great. This is, we're doing it, you know, but I realize that's a really small demographic. That's maybe like 6% of the population that believes that. And a lot of times it's people that have hitchhiked in the sixties and the seventies, you know, they're old, old (laughs) men, old women that did this in the sixties when it was, you know, necessary to get from one place to another. And it was kind of an accepted cultural phenomena that was happening because people were starting to travel and people needed to go to other places. And of course, for economic purposes as well. But I was thinking like, I mean, my direct family or my nuclear circle of friends, they don't pick up hitchhikers. They're not hitchhiking. They have zero interest in this entire I life. have zero interest in hitchhiking. <laughs> 
Yeah, me I mean, too. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying. Like 94% of the population has zero interest in these things. And yet still I'm holding to this like humanitarian belief of like, no, but every hitch counts and the ripple effect. And then I started really thinking like, if I really wanted to start a revolution, like thinking about my nieces, you know, like if I want my nieces as like single bitches to be able to hitchhike from one part mm-hmm. of the country to another with ease, like how can I be part of that movement, you know? And I started thinking like, well, it's definitely not what I'm currently doing, which is like the standard old traditional way of hitchhiking. Thumb, maybe a sign that says north or south. Like I need signs that are like, share this world that we're all living in. You know what I mean? Like these grandiose, like so humanitarian. this is your humanitarian cause, it's hitchhiking. <laughs> is that possible? Like, is that going to carry on into the, you know, full moon? Like this was very much my new moon prerogative, you know? Mm. Um and I mean, it's, it, it, it's also, you know, woven throughout so many other moons that I've, I've hitchhiked under. But I mean, that's, that's the most recent thing that kind of is ignited, as you say, you know, my 11th house humanitarian, the other, the selfless, like, and there is, there's a part of it that I am. I'm, ah, these are my choices, you know, like I'll end up waiting in some strange place in central California, Plymouth, California, for example, I'm just like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, this is not worth it. My time is worth more than this, than this waiting, you know? But then I'll meet someone and it'll totally change things around. And I'll be like, you know what? This is exactly why I'm doing it. So I could meet Aaron, you know, the guy that hitchhiked when he was in in the 70s and is now a tour guide in Yosemite, you know, just the small interactions and connections with people that I otherwise would never come across, you know? Mm, That's beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, but I, but I also have that tendency of romanticizing everything. Like I can make a really romantic story out of a majority of seemingly everything. Seemingly, yeah, pretty much everything. <laughs> That's nice though. It's a nice way to live. It is. And I, I do. Makes things so much more enjoyable. Little <laughs> things, I mean, know? it's helpful that I love life. All right. So say, where does the full moon illuminate your chart? We would like to introduce you to say. Cancer Sun, Capricorn Moon, Virgo Rising. The seventh house. <laughs> That's convenient. I know. What does that mean to you? Oh, God. It's all about my one on one relationships and partnerships. Do you want to share anything about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting to me because I was born around the time of a full moon. So like in, so I have sun opposite moon in my natal chart, Mm. which makes me a total indecisive crackhead. Like it's been (laughs) described to be like a Libra on crack or like a, like a Libra. Sun sun opposed moon. Yeah. I thought it was like your, your, like the goals of your outer life don't match up with the goals of your inner life. So that creates like the the tension. Yeah. There's like an eternal like doubting myself because I'm like, oh, I want to do this. Or like, I'll be inclined towards doing something, but then I'll be like, oh, but I can also see the other side that's just as valid. So like, oh shit. So it is like a Libra because Libra are like painfully indecisive. Yes, yes, yes. I have, I have that. And, uh, I have that with my moon, you know, I'm a Libra moon. Yeah. They also say because of the eternal opposition between your head and your heart, kind of, it's also, um, it also indicates Oh, that sounds awful. I know. 
that's why no I really am just like no but when you describe it that way then it's like wow you know you get it yeah yeah and and this is like this is like my whole life this is how it will always be and how it always has been but I just didn't know until I studied astrology makes Mm -hmm. you feel better right when you understand that about yourself Oh yeah, totally. It's because like, like oh, you're a cancer why. and indecision isn't associated with cancers, you know? Right, but right. Like, so that's why you need to really understand the aspects in your chart too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the aspects really are the spice of astrology, I think. They really are. Yeah. What they say about somebody who has this aspect is they're really inclined towards relationships. Like they really depend on who they're in relationship with to sort of gain a better grip of like reality or like helping getting help and making decisions so like yeah i have that for sure they also say that there's like discord between their, your mom and dad right Son yes oh my god yes exactly exactly and that couldn't be more true wow <laughs> yeah wow. they're like total opposite and it's like the dad is more dominant and the mom is more subservient and that is like classic how my parents were for sure are they still married your nope. parents they were totally they divorced they divorced a little later like i was already 17 when they divorced but like they should have gotten divorced when i was like eight so like yeah Full moon in Aries is in my seventh house. And so as someone who just naturally gravitates towards relationships or like relationships are just very big for me in my life, they weigh a lot. And it's in my seventh house of relationships this time. So it's just like a double entendre, if you will, of that theme overall, if that makes any sense. A lot of my energy on a daily basis gets poured into like my relationships especially now as I go through this like phase of experimenting with a new part of myself that probably has been laying dormant for a very long time. And I'm like being a new say, like I'm just, I'm showing up in my relationships in a new way. And full moon being like the moon of like a time of completion. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate by like cheersing a glass of wine to myself or being like, you know, I tried and it was scary because it was new and I haven't done this and I was unsure of myself, but I still did it and I lived and good on ya for trying something new and just like letting myself be vulnerable because that's like a huge thing for me. Mm. So yeah, that's seventh house. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, sounds like a lot. <laughs> we would like to introduce you to Catherine. Taurus Sun. Libra Moon. Aquarius Rising. It's in my second house. So that's like money, finances, and stuff like that. I think it'll probably be about like security. Uh, you think it'll be about security? Yeah, I think like- it's about joint finances because that's been coming up a lot in uh, my relationship, you know, like trying to figure out like after you get married, what what do you do? My independent spirit is very resistant. Mm. But I'm also softening because I think it'll be good to be more joined in that way, to be more merged. I think that that will bring security in a a way, you know, Mm. in a different way than I've experienced. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm being put on a budget soon. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's... That sounds impossible. <laughs> I know. I know. But well, we have we have the same accountant now, and the accountant is like so stressed out every year he meets with me. He's like, 
because I never save money for my taxes, but I always can pay, like somehow I figure out how to pay them. And he's like, you can't keep living like this. This stresses me <laughs> out. And I'm, I'm like, but it always works out, you know, because like, which is my, I think my second house is ruled by Pisces. So it's very like, you know, money just like flows and it like comes and goes. And my attitude towards money is so like nonchalant and ethereal and, and it always has been. And it drives mm-hmm. this accountant, it drives him crazy because he's just like, I, how can you live like this? <laughs> Been doing it my whole life though. And it always works right. out. Well, and that's the thing. Like, how do you even get motivated to change something that works? You know what I mean? I know. Like you're telling me to change. I'm telling you my way has been working for 37 right. years. <laughs> Like I'll run out of money and then I'll magically like receive some crazy check in the mail. And I'm like, see, this always happens to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's not for everyone. Sure. That's interesting. Yeah. Anything else about full moon? Well, Aries, the moon in Aries is just very, you know, fiery. Strong. It's going to be a strong, you're going to feel this one. Yeah. I mean, I'm already having sleep troubles. I feel like some moons affect me differently than others. Yeah. The Aries moon, you probably won't be able to sleep. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I always have a hard time sleeping in general, but you're right. It depends on what sign it's in. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to start tracking that and seeing if I can have any concrete data regarding what moons are pulling me stronger and what potentially could be the cause of that. But I've definitely noticed the past few nights, my sleep patterns have been more erratic than usual. Mm. Um, And I know, you know, the full moon has the reputation of that. Space Court. Space Court.